everybody, welcome back to Chi Alpha After Hours. I'm Nathan, I'm one of the pastors at Chi Alpha at Oregon State University. If you haven't listened to our podcast before, our hope is that this can be a resource to help those who are listening to learn more about God, Jesus, the Bible, and what he desires to do with our lives. For this term, we are going to be following the sermon series at our in-person fellowship meetings and exploring those topics in those sermons. We won't be releasing episodes every week, but we'll be announcing at Fellowship when we are releasing a new episode during the sermon. This week, we are going to be talking about the subject of mercy, uh, but before we get going, let me introduce Anna, who will be doing this podcast with me today. Hey, Anna. Hello. Um, also, it's worth mentioning that we are recording this before Friday, the Friday sermon on mercy. So Anna and I actually have very little idea as to what's actually going to be said mm-hmm. uh, in the sermon. So there might be some overlap, but we aren't going over the same text. So um, it's going to be a little bit different. We're hoping that there is going to be some overlap because overlap is good. We don't want to say something entirely different. But we um, are hoping to say different things to kind of like round out the subject that we're talking about. So let's get started, Anna. I want to read a text. So we're going to read a text from Matthew to help us dig into the subject of mercy. Um, this text is Matthew 18, 21 through 35, and it's a parable Jesus uses to convey a point about the subject of mercy and forgiveness. Uh, Anna, can you read it for us? Yeah. So this is Matthew eighteen twenty one through 35. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but seventy-seven times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. And since he could not repay, his master had ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all he had, and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But when the same servant came out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, Pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. He refused and went and put him in prison until he could pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had been taken, what had taken place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he could pay all of his debt. So also my heavenly father will do the same for every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. So just to summarize real quick this parable. So Peter, one of Jesus's disciples comes up to Jesus and he's like, how often do I have to forgive someone? Right. So someone's being a jerk to me and or has done something wrong to me. And how often should I forgive him? And Jesus answers um, basically with what we might consider in our culture a very um, 
quantifiable amount. Some people might call it very quantifiable where he says seven times, but 77 times. So it's like, oh, okay, so it's 11 times more. But he's actually making the point of like, no, you should always forgive. Right. Like there's no limitation to how much you should forgive. And then he goes into this story um, where a man, a servant of a rich person, of a rich man, um, has borrowed or ha- uh, been given a very large sum of money, which I actually Googled how much 10,000 talents is. And this is Google, okay? <laughs> so I didn't find, I didn't look up a scholar or something like that. So it, it is definitely Google, and Google often feeds itself. And anyway, but um, in today's terms, it would be the equivalent of $6 billion. What? Yes. Wow. Um, according to Google. So the point that is trying to be made with the sum is like it's an ex- it's a lot it's a lot of money and it's an amount you couldn't pay back mm-hmm. easily. Um, the audience that Jesus is talking to probably would be like, "Dang, mm-hmm. that's a lot of money." Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the rich man um, basically, uh, uh, after being pled with by the servant, chooses to forgive the debt, which essentially is saying, hey, you don't have to pay me back. So you don't have to pay me $6 billion, which I don't know if I would ever do that. Yeah. Wow. Or we would not have the inclination to do so. And why did the master give it in the first place? Like, that's pretty I mean, that's, that's, a, pretty that's actually a really interesting question, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can go into that a little bit. Yeah. But then, in the course of this man having some of the money that was given to him... He lent some money to someone else. That's, I think, the implication here of a hundred. Uh, I think it's a hundred denarii. A hundred denarii, which yeah. is a smaller sum uh, than you know ten thousand talents. And uh, rather than forgive this man his debt, who is also having difficult paying back the amount, he um, he throws him in jail. And then the master of that first servant comes back and is like, "What the flip?" Like, I forgave you all that debt and you couldn't reciprocate or you couldn't pass on that same kind of mercy. So, Anna, like, I think in looking at this text, what do you what do you see that Jesus is trying to tell us about mercy through this text? Well, there's a lot. Um, I think there's a lot of underlying themes to the gospel that can be pointed out. So there's this idea um that you know we have a, a debt to God, we sin, we we and we um, we owe Him something, and we can't pay it back. And so then God, in His mercy, the Master in His mercy, forgives that debt. Um, but I think the question, one question that came up for me in this passage is like, where does that goodness come from? Like, why is the Master being so generous? What's the heart posture mm-hmm. that the master has? I think this master has a heart posture that is incredibly unique mm-hmm. and is very um, uncomprehendable. If that's a word. Incomprehensible. <laughs> Incomprehensible. <laughs> yes, that word. And then I think... There's also this sense that mercy or giving someone something, there's almost this expectation that it should be passed on. Mm -hmm. Like it's a gift that should continue giving. 
And what the servant did was he pled for mercy. He, he begged for mercy. He begged that for help and begged that he wouldn't have to pay this debt. And the master had decided to give that, give that mercy and forgiveness. But then the servant was like, the servant went to his friend and was like, actually, you owe me money. Um, and so he didn't pass on that blessing or that gift. And so um, when I think about comparing this to like the gospel, um, when God gives us good things that we don't deserve and then we don't pass that on, then it's like that blessing is stopping mm-hmm. at us. And then therefore we actually aren't receiving the blessing. Um, so those are some some thoughts I had. Um, yeah. What about you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I've been thinking about mercy a fair bit. Um, the sermon on uh, Friday is actually on the subject of blind Bartimaeus who asks Jesus for mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's been a word that I've been thinking about for probably about four or five months. And one of the things I think about mercy is that it's to ask for mercy, which the servant doesn't explicitly ask for mercy. He pleads with him. But there's this implication mm-hmm. that he is asking for mercy and God uh, or the the king. Um, the king says that he gives mercy in this passage. Mm-hmm. And it's almost part of his identity. Mm-hmm. And the thing... I, this is one thing when one asks for mercy, there's an acknowledgement that someone else, that the person that you're asking mercy from has power or authority over you. Mm-hmm. And there's a degree of like, I don't deserve something. It's not like a gift or something like that where you're asking for like something, but like, there isn't an iniquity between the two parties necessarily in gift giving. Um, but in the state of mercy, there's actually a disparity between the two. So in the context of this, the servant actually owes the king 10,000 talents. And the servant knows he owes 10,000 talents. And so he asks for mercy knowing that he is hmm. can be punished by this yeah. other person, and rightly so, rightly can be punished by this person. Mm-hmm. I think of a one analogy I think of is like you go before any king, like in his court back in the day. There's like this fear that often overcame people when they like they're just peasants or something, and they're put before the king, and they're just like, "Oh frick, this guy can do." Lit- whatever he wants to me Mm -hmm. and no one will dispute with him Mm -hmm. and i think with mercy so when i think about mercy i'm like there's actually just a genuine acknowledgement when you're asking for it of like i actually do not deserve this Mm -hmm. like my station in the world is different from yours and there's no reason i should actually get this from you every every rational explanation every reason would say that actually you shouldn't give this to me 
Mm. That is the mercy. That is mercy. The second thing, I, I just thought of this while you were talking about uh, talking and sharing your thoughts, Anna, is, is like, it's mercy is something that in this parable God wants us to pass on, to keep yeah. passing on. And it's interesting, the servant actually passes on, passed on something else that was given to him it's by true. the king. So he was given 10,000 talents and he passed on 100 denarii to someone else. Mm-hmm. But then he was given a gift of a different kind that is mercy. And he chooses not to pass that on. And so there's this interesting aspect that maybe Jesus is pointing out. It's like God, our Father in heaven, gives many different things. And what he desires from us is to continue passing these things on. Mm-hmm. And so so when I think about mercy, it's like it is something that God intends for us to pass on. Um, and when we talk about iniquity of of the the parties involved and stuff like that i think it's actually kind of an interesting question to ask um interesting like what kind of iniquity are we talking about like when we're when we're asking god for mercy what are we asking him for what do you think anna hmm. like we as humans yeah we as humans like yeah what, what like if you were to be like god like i'm asking you for mercy what would that mercy be Oh. Like, or, and why, why do you not deserve it? Hmm. That's a tricky question. Cause I've been thinking about this a lot recently with like the concept of suffering mm-hmm. and like, do I, if I'm sick, if I'm really sick, do I deserve healing or do I deserve mercy from that healing? Mm-hmm. Like restoration from that healing. Is that kind of the kind of mercy I mean, you, I mean, I think that's that's part of it. I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of what blind Bartimaeus is actually kind of saying in the right. passage, right? He's like mm-hmm. saying, I'm asking for mercy. I'm blind. I suffer mm-hmm. and I'm asking for mercy. But the thing that's key here, though, mercy is an acknowledgement of I don't deserve it. Right. It's a full on acknowledgement of I don't deserve whatever I'm asking for. With the case of blind Bartimaeus and his culture back then, they w- they often thought in the Jewish culture that it was previous sin mm-hmm. in their family line. Or or a sin that they'd committed that, in the womb actually was part of the oh, Jewish thinking. Uh-huh. So either the the so this is another biblical story, um, mm-hmm. but there's a man blind from birth mm-hmm. and they ask him, like, did this man sin or did his parents? And they're mm-hmm. asking whether or not the parents sinned and it was passed on to him. Or whether or not the child had sinned in the womb because he'd been blind from birth. Right. So who was the cause of that? So, sorry. To no, no, that's there. good. Yeah. That's a helpful clarification. Um, so then with that, there's this question of it was is sin, what was the sin, and then who committed it so that God would judge mm-hmm. or cause that to mm-hmm. happen? And so it comes down to this interesting question well, what caused this man to be blind? You know, was it God or was it, was it something else? Um, so I don't know. I feel, I feel a little stuck there, honestly, Mm -hmm. but, um, 
But in that Jewish context, in the context of if, if, if you're thinking I did a sin or I did something or my parents did something um, bad that made it so I am blind or whatever, I can see how someone asking for mercy from God makes sense mm-hmm. because they're not necessarily asking for healing, but they're asking for forgiveness for that sin, which then potentially caused Mm-hmm. the suffering mm-hmm. or, or cause their infirmary, infirmity mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Within so. that context, I think for, for me personally, when I think of like me asking for mercy, I think about how I've done something that's upset God in some way or another. We can talk about the... Co- we might talk next week about sin. Um, I'm kind of hoping to. Uh, and so we might talk a- about original sin in a second, but let's just like confine it to like the things that I've done. Okay. Um, but like I think about the things I'm like, I have definitely not done things that God's wanted me to do or desired me to do. I mean, this parable says, hey, Nathan, be merciful and forgive and I'm like, I've definitely had a hard time forgiving people and been mer- being merciful. Mm-hmm. And so, and God displays his up his upsetness, I guess, in this um, text. And what I come to God pleading for is for something, understanding that I have like done something that actually hurts him. And I'm asking him not to hold that against me. So, like, when you think about it, like, and we're, I, uh, spoilers, maybe, if we do sin next week. But, like, I personally think that there's, if we all observe within ourselves, like, that tension in ourselves, that frustration or anger that we have towards someone who does something, what does that do? It actually leads our decisions oftentimes. It leads our thinking and it usually ends up bringing about someone's harm or not their well-being. Mercy is a statement of, like, I am choosing to act otherwise, despite the fact that I have reason to do something mm-hmm. to you, negative to you. Right. So, I mean, you know, we might use a parallel of um, a thief in our culture who steals something. And we have every right in our society to punish that person with prison and court and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mercy is saying, I totally have the right to do this to you, but I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. And the question is, why would someone mm-hmm. do that? And the question is, why would someone do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that from this text that I, I'm like I'm thinking through, and we've kind of touched on it, I guess, a little bit already. But what do you think Jesus means by forgiving someone from their heart. So in the very last verse of this passage, Jesus says, So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Well, Is there a difference, I guess, between, oh, I've forgiven you mm-hmm. and forgiving them from your heart? I think, well, I know if I've I've definitely done wrong to my friends and I've asked for forgiveness and it is so helpful for to hear with my ears I forgive you 
And then it's a, I think it's a whole nother thing for them to like internalize that forgiveness and then treat me accordingly in the future. Like if someone says, I forgive mm. you, but then they are still holding a grudge and then that causes turmoil inside themselves mm -hmm. and that also potentially causes future turmoil in your relationship. Mm -hmm. um, kind of like where passive aggressiveness comes from. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so... So a little quick story recently from my life, I had someone f f somewhere, I don't know how, got a hold of my debit card number and mm -hmm. spent $850 on this one website mm -hmm. um, with my debit card. And I was freaking out because I, I literally needed to pay rent like the next day or that morning I needed to pay rent and I didn't have enough money in my account. And I was like, what am I going to do? So... Um, I call my bank and try to figure that out, but I noticed I wasn't necessarily like, and I know like a couple years ago, this would have not been me, but I wasn't like angry at that person. Like I was angry at the situation, but I had already, and I was praying about it a lot and I was already starting this forgiveness process in my heart and I was trying 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 to choose to pray for that person that did that wrong against me mm. and um so throughout the process of chatting with my bank and trying to figure that out and everything um i had so much peace mm -hmm. even though it was such a stressful situation i had so much peace because um i was praying for that person and trusting god with that and um my bank showed me mercy through that person's wrongdoing. Mm -hmm. They had insurance and they paid all that money back to my account mm -hmm. um, and investigated it for me, which was really nice. So um, through that process, yes, something wrong was done to me, but I had internal peace in my heart through the whole process. And then I had an outside force saying, okay, we're going to, we see this horrible situation that you were just put in we're going to show you mercy and we're going to help you out with this. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's an example of, I think there, I think there is a big difference there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Between like yeah. giving someone mercy from your heart mm -hmm. rather than just giving yeah. forgiveness. It transforms yeah. you and it yeah. transforms your attitude towards a situation. Mm -hmm. I think one question that I, I have that we won't go into today because we don't have the time, but mm -hmm. um an interesting thought though that I have with what you're saying is like, can a system, an institution be merciful? That's an interesting question. I, and I, I don't know. My leaning is to say no, mm -hmm. not no, at least not merciful in the way that God is actually asking us to be merciful. Cause like an institution doesn't have heart. It doesn't have that heart apparatus. Um, and so, but I very much agree with you. There's like this level of like these tensions that well up in us and things like that. And like, we have to let those things go. One thing that I've experienced is like people have wronged me and I'll notice that it's still stirring around and kicking around inside me. And then mm -hmm. I'll do something out of that. And then I have to apologize to them right. for that thing. Mm -hmm. And which is actually healthier. I can actually acknowledge it's like, Hey, you know what? You you did something wrong to me, and I'm sorry that I reacted the way that I did. And not guilting them or anything like that. I might not even say that they did something harmful to me. Mm -hmm. 
but like going on that journey of being like you have hurt me but like it's my responsibility god is asking me to not spread that hurt around and apologizing mm-hmm. is a way of healing another person mm-hmm. um last thing I, I this is an interesting little thought experiment i have which is like what do you think Anna? the world would be like without mercy I don't think it would exist. I think the way, in the Christian context, I think the way that God set up, think about, okay, so say when God created the earth and he only had one set of clouds and he didn't set up a water cycle system that would replenish the water on the earth. If he only set up one one set of clouds that rained once we would be out of fresh water in a few days mm-hmm. but there's this f- this forethought this thoughtfulness this willingness to think ahead this willingness to understand the need of humans and the need of the animals that god created mm-hmm. to create a water cycle mm-hmm. um and I think that goes into more like God's thoughtfulness or his his care rather than mercy. But when I think about me as one of his creations, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve clean water. I don't, you know, it's something that he's given me out of his love. Um, I also think about... Um, Wars that have happened over and over and over and over and over again in our world, there would be probably a lot less people on this earth if there wasn't someone that was like, okay, this country, you did this wrong thing to us, but we're actually choosing to not retaliate because we want peace. I think about in my family, um, extended family members did some really wrong stuff to my family financially. And, um, my dad and, um, our family just really decided to like show grace to them and to show mercy and to not, to, to not, um, point fingers and just, just to let that rest because we wanted peace over strife. And, um, so I just think about like our world and then like families and then just like interpersonal inside of me. If I, if mercy wasn't an option for me from someone mm-hmm. or if it wasn't an option for me, for someone else to give to someone else, I would be a complete mess. I would feel anxious and depressed all the time and I wouldn't be able to let go of anything and I wouldn't be able to feel like I've been released from something that Mm -hmm. I've done wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you, if you don't have mercy in the world, a lot of the things that you said are very true. I just think about how much bitterness and anger I'd probably Mm -hmm. just keep. Yeah. And as time has gone on, I've realized how much that actually costs me more than it costs others Mm. or costs them as much as myself 
Um, there's no chance for reconciliation between people. There's no chance for, like, two people to, like... Because we're all going to, like, offend. Yeah. On some level. And so if we don't have mercy, if we don't choose mercy, which is actually an interesting thing in this passage, it says that the the servant was unwilling to be merciful to the unservant, the other servant. Mm -hmm. Specifically says unwilling. And so there's this idea of, like, he chose not to be merciful. And so, like, if we don't have mercy, there's no chance for reconciliation. There's no mm -hmm. chance for just, like, hey, like, things are okay. Like, we can, like, not strife and not be against one another. When I think about kind of a follow-up question to that is, is when I think about, like, what would the world be like without God being merciful to us, like, the world would have probably been destroyed a long time ago. Mm -hmm. The fact that he allows us to continue to live and persist is an act of mercy. Mm -hmm. And mercy that we haven't even asked for. It's, it's a grace. Mm -hmm. And so, in closing, like, in closing our time, um, I just want to say thanks, Anna, for being here on the podcast. Um, I hope that all of you have had uh, have that have been listening have just learned a few things about what mercy is um, I hope that you all have a good week and then I would encourage you guys to each take some time to like think how God has been merciful to you mm. personally like what yeah. what ways of iniquity or inequality or or things that you've done to God that have hurt him that he's chosen not to punish you for um, if you have any ideas or suggestions for podcast topics, I'd love to hear them. And you can shoot me an email at Nathan at Oregon If you want to like study this subject of mercy more there, I actually came up with uh, three passages that you might read and investigate. Um, one is numbers 14, 18, which is really interesting because it says that God is abounding in mercy. And then five words later, it says but God will not uh, leave the guilty unpunished. Hmm. So it's really interesting. It's really like, wait, how how can this both these things happen? We'll have to talk about later that mm -hmm. that, that later this quarter. Yeah, it was yeah. an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Romans. The other one is Romans chapter nine. That one's actually really really murky. I read it once and I was like, this is a really confusing passage, and I'm not <laughs> sure what to do with it. Um, and then the last one is Psalm one eighteen, um, which is a poem, and it's actually really. Uh, I read it and it was really fascinating because it starts with saying God's mercy is everlasting three times and then it ends with that and it's like 20 verses long and so it's if you know much about poetry it starts if it starts and ends with the same thing it's probably talking about that thing all the way through hmm. and so you might learn a lot about like what mercy meant to the psalmist in that in that passage so if you're wanting to dig in more um uh, yeah, read those those passages. Numbers 14, 18, Psalm 118, and Romans 9. Thanks, everybody. Hope you have a great week. Hope you know more about God's mercy. Mm -hmm.